Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Kashras, presented by the Kashras Awareness Project in conjunction with Torah Anytime. Today, we are privileged to be joined by Rabbi Menachem Fishbein, Rabbinic Coordinator at the Kafke. How are you, Rabbi Fishbein? Baruch Hashem. Thanks so, for first of all, where, where do you live and where do you work out of? I live in Chicago. Okay. Um, I represent the Kafke in the Midwest and beyond. And my uh, general responsibilities are I'm in charge of manufacturing in the Midwest, and uh, and um, I am a rabbinical coordinator for companies um, worldwide. Got it. Now, today we're here to talk about something more specific, one of the areas that you do cover, and that is olives. Um, just take us through uh, the process of... Uh, of certifying olives and what people should know when they go into the store. Um, do, first of all, do olives need ashkocha? And if they need ashkocha, is there anything more that people should know about it? Okay, so um, olives themselves, when they come off the tree, they're generally extremely bitter. So whenever you're buying a olive, which is, you know, in a jar or canned olives, they've been brined for usually several months in order to remove the bitterness from the olive. Now, generally, brining just involves salt and water. However, um, the olives themselves, they, they, they will have certain additives added to them to control the, 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 you know, to control the pH of the olives mm -hmm. to get it to um, at spec. And there are certain olives that specifically call ingredients which are, non, which are very kosher sensitive. For example, uh, for example, there, the, there's a certain olive called the Kalamata olive. It got its name because it's, it's grown primarily in the Kalamata region in Greece. And the way it's traditionally made is by putting in wine vinegar mm -hmm. um, to make the olive. Now, there's different ways of doing it. Some will, make it, uh, will add the wine vinegar in the beginning part of the brining process. The vast majority will add it at the end. But because of that uh, kosher sensitivity... Uh, th those olives do require a very good hashkacha. Um, most of the kosher varieties, they don't put in wine vinegar. They'll put in a uh, glacial acetic acid, which replaces the wine vinegar. However, some do put in wine vinegar. Um, but because of that kosher sensitivity, a lot of times facilities that will make will will will, will that will make olives will have um, issues with kalim with cross-contamination mm -hmm. of, of all different... Uh, so and shared machinery. Shared machinery. So even, even if there's nothing of concern with a particular olive production, but because it's made on the same machinery as olives that do involve kosher sensitivities, that it would, there would be an issue. Exactly. Are there any other ingredients that go into olives, let's say the pimento or things like that, that, that require kosher supervision? Right, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. So the other sensitivity is if you have stuffed olives, let's say an olive with pimento, so pimento is a paste uh, where it's ground up peppers together with some sort of uh, um, gelling agent, which technically can be um, uh, uh, really sensitive with gelatin, but most of the time it's not. However, and, 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 but that does require a, a good hashkacha. Um, other olives could be, there's a lot of stuffed olives out there that were stuffed with non-kosher cheeses or with, um, some even do with bruschetta, uh, non uh, uh, non-kosher uh, meat mm -hmm. and these also pre uh, present um, kosher um, issues and 
with the uh, manufacturing equipment and the companies themselves could cause, um, that's why it does require a very good hashkacha for the olives. Does, does it make any difference if the olives are whole, if they're sliced, if they're pitted? So if they're whole or if they're, the pitting process itself is not a sensitive process. However, um, usually the machinery that they're going to use to make the brine to fill it up can have uh, be used for wine vinegar or there's other times other, you know, they get certain oils um, and also the machinery that's themselves that they're usually making the cans in or the jars um, will be used for non-kosher. So the actual olive itself uh, is not so is not so sensitive. However, the process is um, the one other sensitivity you could have even with a raw olive is obviously if they come from Eretz Yisrael, where you could have questions of trumas and and shemitah. Got it. So to summarize the, this part of our discussion, are there any olives that people can buy without uh, reliable supervision? Typically speaking, um, generally the answer is no. However, okay. raw olives obviously besides yeah. raw olives, besides which, raw olives, which is obviously not so common. And I don't, right. I don't even, what does a raw olive taste like? That people it would be extremely bitter. And bitter. Do, do people actually buy that? Is there a market for it? If someone's brining their own olives. Uh-huh, I see. <laughs> so if you're, if you're buying raw olives to do it yourself, but other than that, so the typical consumer should, like all other products that we discuss here, should make sure that the olives they purchase have a reliable supervision. Now, let's talk about olive oil. Uh, do, does olive oil need supervision when you're using the olive oil for cooking, for uh, other food, food preparation? So that's a great question. So generally, olive oil, there's different types of olive oil. And olive, uh, as a, as a, mo, a, a lot of other types of oils do require the product to be heated when they are um, um, removing the oil from whatever source it was coming from. Olive oils is more like a fruit juice where they're just pressing the olive and they usually need to do it just in a cold process. And a lot of times you'll see on the olive oil container, uh, um, cold, cold pressed, pressed, cold pressed That's olive. What it, means. it just means it was just a regular cold press and there's, and there's no additives added to it. And therefore, a cold pressed olive oil would, you know, technically would not need a hechsher. There's some types of olive oil where they're taking the lesser grade olive, um, olive oil and then they do need to refine it and that does involve a heating process, and those that's um, called uh, uh, pames, and that definitely does need a hechsher. Mm-hmm. Um, regular cold-pressed olive oil, just going back to that, um, although the product doesn't need a hechsher, it would be preferable to get it with a hechsher. And the reasoning why is because olive oil is one of the most adulterated products in the world, where uh, a lot of uh, companies will play around They'll to try it, to, to dilute it. Right. To, I, I once had a story with a company that had uh, they were getting a lot of complaints about their olive oil, and they prided themselves that they had a very good olive oil. And they did some testing, and they realized that one of the distributor along distributors along the way was actually opening up their containers, taking out their olive oil, and subsidizing it with a different type of vegetable oil. Really. So. Wow. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but the, you know, and the, it it just highlights the fact that it's that it is something that uh, is you know to get a good olive oil is uh, is not so. so. You're saying there's an incentive because I guess the olive oil is expensive. Right. There's an incentive for companies to 
diluted to, in some way, it. shape, or form, and that's why a reliable right. supervision will prevent that. Right. So what what I what I would say is is that it's preferable to get with a hechsher. However, um, you know, if someone's in an area you don't have. Uh, you know, it's a question of a different type of oil, and you have, and you can't get one with a hechsher. Um, olive, uh, um, cold pressed olive oil is an mm -hmm. option. Does it make a difference if the oil is uh, regular virgin olive oil or extra virgin olive oil, or is, or is that all the same? And right. So generally, um, the difference between extra virgin and virgin olive oil is just um, at what step of the process is it more uh, pure. Um, Usually they are cold pressed, but a lot of times we'll say on the container itself it is cold pressed. Uh, when you'll sometimes find olive oils that are blended, and you could see on the ingredient statement it will say uh, refined uh, olive pomace, uh, pomace oil, and together with um, uh, um, extra virgin olive oil. And so you're saying any blended olive oil definitely needs ashkacha because it may have undergone a, a heating process. Right, right. But as long as it says cold pressed, then that you could purchase without ashkacha. Yes. Rabbi Fishbane, thank you for the informative uh, conversation about olive and olive oil, and we look uh, forward to having you here again. Thanks. Thank you.